Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great. Well, of course you are because uh, you are just coming off of a Disney cruise on The Wish. We have done a show on the overview of The Wish and we had promised several episodes to outline all things Disney Wish, and tonight is all about dining. It is, and we're going to sneak in some extras. We're going to do dining, but we're also going to do all those lounge spaces, nightclubs, coffee bars, and things that you just love so much. And this ship has so many options. So let's talk about the food. Obviously, there are different options, right? So it's not just rotational dining. So we'll break down each one, but what... Give us a quick overview of, of what are the options that we have in additional to the rotational dining. Again, there's just so much food on here. So we've got a quick service option where it's the Marceline Market, the new option that's typically going to be a buffet. And then we've got the Mickey and Friends Festival of Food. Also, room service is always going to be included so there's never going to be a shortage of time to eat okay so let's begin with the rotational dining if you've been on a disney cruise before or if you've researched it at all you know that the rotational dining is a part of what they do this ship has some different rotational dining options so let's break those down for folks it is different so no animators palette something that has been a hallmark on all four ships so these are some great options, but you definitely, if you're like me and you go for that nostalgia and thing we love, it's going to be all new. The other thing for you to know is that when it comes to dinner, everybody will be able to do sit-down dining as well as the theater. I talked about the two dining times. Whatever time you're not dining is going to be your show time. So don't worry, you'll catch it all. So our first option is going to be Arendelle, a frozen adventure. And this kind of goes along with what we've seen them doing as they update some of the old ships. We see this change to a stage show during dinner. And again, they definitely learn as they go. If you've been on the magic, you know, we have that Rapunzel show. But one of the complaints that they hear is that the stage is at the front of the dining room and not everybody has the best view. So in Arendelle, the stage is dead center in the dining room. I'm going to be honest, it still doesn't give everybody the best view, but many, many people have it. And the show starts with a little band and they come out and they play and then out come our favorite friends from Frozen. And the dinner is really about celebrating Anna's engagement. It is her engagement party. So we'll see Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Olaf, and kind of our host for the evening is Oaken. The theming there is that it's a celebration of the engagement. So that's, that's how it gets tied into the whole thing. What about the food that they have there? What kind of fare are they, are they offering? They do really stick, obviously, with that Norwegian theme. And again, remember, it's Disney. So those of you that are going, my kids don't eat Norwegian, they might not. You're always going to have 
that American option for kids, but definitely try out their Norwegian meatballs and their pasta. Again, it's just a little different flair. And then as we get a little further into the evening, all of those characters are going to come around to the table. Not the traditional character meat that you might be used to in Walt Disney World, where they're going to stop at every table and take pictures with every person and do autographs. They will do a number of pictures or selfies. They are moving through the dining room. Oaken and Olaf will come through, do a cute little comedy skit. And again, I encourage you, if you are not following us on YouTube, make sure you head over to YouTube. Let's talk Diz. Follow along. We're adding things all the time. And one of our newest videos is all about seeing what that frozen dining experience is. Very, very cool. One of the rotational dining experiences that you're going to talk about next is something that just intrigues the heck out of me. I've seen some different photos from it. I've spoken to you about it. The world of Marvel making its way to the ship. Talk to me all about that. This one is really an experience and so different from some of the other dining rooms. They really set the stage as you're coming in through the entry hall. Again, it's everything that Disney is known for. You know that you're entering World of Marvel from the costuming of the cast to how you're greeted to everything projected on the walls once you get there, as well as your special devices on the table, the shapes of your menu. It engages you immediately. They've got special place settings that are Marvel themed, and you really feel that change right away that this isn't just your average meal. What kind of food do they offer there? Is it is it specific to like is it American fare, but just like di- different themed names? Is it bigger, smaller? How is it laid out? It's a pretty straight American fare, and then they try and tie it in. Everything has a Marvel name assigned to it, so. The pork chop is considered the Wakanda and the pasta is the Kamar. They also call the gnocchi the Wakanda. So they're really just kind of putting things into what they're considering a Marvel character. I would say we also really see it heavily in the dessert menu. They've got the Pim Donut Sunday. And they've got the subatomic sticky date pudding, the quantum key lime pie. And all of this is going on, whether you look left or right or in front of you, you're going to be able to see three to five different screens. And they're going to have three to five different Marvel clips going at a time. And all of a sudden, these clips from the old movies are going to take a break. And they're going to come to you live and ask for your help as they're explaining what they've been doing with the quantum communicators. And can we enlarge things and shrink things and asking everybody to take part and, you know, wait till you get the signal and everybody gets the quantum communicator at the same time. We break in and out from the clips to the live. Can you help us? And are you on this mission with us? 
probably about four different times during dinner till, of course, we succeed and headed through the dining room. The wait staff will come around. They have enlarged the dessert. So you see a giant Mickey ice cream bar coming through and a giant pretzel. And then all of a sudden, a very quick nonstop of Ant-Man coming through. The character meat there is not the character meat that I was expecting. They literally walk through the restaurant, give a wave and don't stop. So if your cameras aren't ready, you're definitely going to miss them. Okay, so we've also got uh, another option here in the rotational dining, 1923. Break that down. This one, I have to say, threw me for a loop when I went in. And again, it's like I say about anything Disney. It's not always that it's bad or different. It's when you go in with this preconceived notion. And to me, the 1923 kind of took me back in time to those early days of animation. We knew that this was their animation restaurant. Um, And so I was surprised to walk in and be seated by a frozen table and different sketch work and art pieces from frozen. This restaurant is really divided up more than any other. So It is a little bit quieter. You don't really see that massive restaurant because they've created all these little subsections to the restaurant. You can get up and wander, though. I will say the wait staff here, kudos to them. This is probably the hardest service restaurant for them because the aisles are small and they're sharing the aisles with everybody getting to their table, going to the restroom and trying to check out everything in the restaurant. And so if you take your time and wander, and I encourage you to do that during breakfast or lunch when it's not quite as busy, you can spend a good hour just walking around the restaurant, taking in all the different artwork, and you will see artwork beginning in 1923 all the way up to their current movies. And what about the actual menu? Like, are we talking more formal about the same? How does that lay out? About the same. And it's pretty interesting. Again, I'm a fairly frequent Disney cruiser. Most people that were on this cruise with me were a lot of us clearly don't do change. You know, everybody was saying, well, this would be the spot where my black truffle pasta is. And we weren't seeing that. They really tried to capture all new things. But again, one of the best things about these menus, you'll always find a chicken dish, a beef dish, a pasta dish. So it's a chance to get new favorites. And I would say one of the things with the formal dining for dinner, with two of these restaurants having that show element to it, you don't have that opportunity that you used to to say, you know what, we'd like to eat a little faster or could we skip the appetizer? You certainly could do that. But what I found is, Everybody was staying pretty much the same length of time at dinner because you didn't want to miss that show. What if you don't want formal dining? What other options are there? Marceline Market, again, it's their buffet option. So many choices. And I don't want to say that Cabana's is bad, (laughs) but I think you want walk into Marceline Market and it's really, it feels like an elevated Cabana's. 
and an elevated restaurant in itself in the choice of color palette and the seating layout. And they just went with a thoroughly different theme here. Everything, even just the entrance to get there, the longer hallway. And before you enter the market is one of those coffee bars that I was talking about, which can also double as a regular bar in the evening. So just the whole lead up to walking in there is very different, but lots of great food options, whether you're there for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, full buffets, both sides, multiple stations, probably about seven different stations. And again, I think they just went for a more elevated experience. Each meal had an option for a mini charcuterie board. It wasn't your all standard buffet food and all feeling like that mass produced. You really got some of those real gourmet items. Which is why you're not knocking cabanas, but it's it's a different experience. So people that have cruised before, like this is a different experience is what you're basically saying. Most definitely. Okay. What was the other option that if you didn't want the formal dining rotation? So we've always referred to it on the other ships. I've always called it, you know, the pool deck dining and each individual station had a name, which it does here as well, but they've given it an overall name of Mickey and friends festival of food. They've also brought a lot of it into an enclosed, AKA shaded area. Right. And again, they've upped their game. There is still that pizza spot. There is still that fried food station where you can get, chicken fingers, hamburgers, hot dogs, and fries. But there's also a barbecue station. Nice. Cold pork. And the minute you walk in, the tangy smell headed over to that area is incredible. Now you're speaking my language. I like this. (laughs) Yes. I have to say, I have never seen a line of more than three or four people at those pool station options. They have a street taco station here that definitely go for the timing to get three or four people because the popularity of it, I passed at one point, and I think there were about 14 people online for fish tacos and beef tacos and all the fixings. So again, an elevated experience to a quick service option. All right. So we segue as we do on, on every ship into the adult options. We've got a couple of them here. Let's break them down. And again, uh, I'll say I'm somebody who doesn't do change. So Palo, their Italian fare, adult-only staple on every ship, they renamed Palo Steakhouse. I wish they would have given it an entirely new name, and I think I would have gone in with a very different thought process. It is very different. We don't have that signature Palo plate and those dishes that we're used to. The menu is about 60% the same. It brings in that steakhouse element. They're really big on the Wagyu beef. I did try some of my favorites as well. They still have the phenomenal bread service. I tried the gnocchi, but I'll tell you, they changed the recipe. Mm. Um, On our cruise, unfortunately, they were only doing dinner, but brunch will still be an option. And again, the food there is always excellent. So 
go with the mindset. It's not the Paolo you're used to, but it's definitely something you want to experience. Well, it's reimagined, right? I mean, that's that's the theory behind everything that they do is that it gets reimagined. So we're we're doing that here. By the time anybody is going to cruise, especially if they're working with a travel specialist, they can see menus and find out what they're what they're headed for. So reach out to your travel specialist and, and figure that piece out. Uh, what's our other option? Enchante. And again, that is the most of the elevated options we have in adult dining. And this one is very subtly Lumiere themed. Definitely take your time walking into the entrance and see if you can spot Lumiere. He definitely makes an appearance. A great prefix menu. But also one of the things that I love about either of these adult dining options is you are free to do just an appetizer or just a dessert. You don't have to do the full service meal. And again, pop over to our YouTube channel. We did the cheese cart tasting and it is an experience not to be missed. Now, Enchante, are we talking traditional French menu? Because you mentioned Lumiere. Like, how? Do, what kind of food are we looking at? It is, and I will say the surprising part to me is it is a little bit more of a limited menu, but it is a Michelin chef, a starred Michelin chef. And so it is about presentation and thoughtfulness and the service. And again, both of these restaurants are aft on the ship and incredible water views. Again, a totally different dining experience than a main dining room with such limited numbers of people present that it's really that adult experience. Everything from wild halibut, Maine lobster, caviar, or you can do their three-course menu for the preset $195 a person. You can do squab, the cheese kite, the dessert. So a number of different options. (laughs) All incredibly done. And I will tell you, everybody kind of looks. There's this button when you arrive on your table, one per person, and nobody's quite sure if it's a service button or what it does. The design of these menus is so elegant, but so incredibly heavy that that button is actually your menu holder. All right. You had mentioned room service at the end of the night. You had mentioned all sorts of stuff. So break down a couple of different options before we do a quick rundown of the lounges and we call it quits. I'm going to talk for a minute about inside out joyful suites and It's one of those things that I definitely hesitate. We know there is so many phenomenal food options included in your sailing that sometimes it's hard for me to justify when they put on these sweet shops. You can get that soft serve ice cream at Mickey and Friends Festival of Food. To pay for scooped ice cream or pay for cupcakes is a little hard to justify, but this room is adorable. Swing through there, as its name implies. It's obviously done from the inside-out characters. You can see the memory bubbles, and a lot of their items are inside-out themed. And great deal, $4.50. They make these chocolate balls, 
all the colors of the inside out characters. You can pick, you know, the blue one, the red one, the purple one, etc. And the kids kind of, it's the modern version, I guess, the wonder ball. The kids tap on the chocolate ball. And when it bursts open, you've got all kinds of little sweet treats inside. It's filled with gummy bears and little marshmallows and M&Ms. So just a fun little extra treat for under five bucks. You definitely can't go wrong there. And some great gelatos if you're into all those flavors instead of the soft serve or, of course, the unlimited Mickey bars through room service or any of the restaurants. So you had mentioned room service just quickly. Is that something you think that you do often? Room service? Is that is that like an end of a night milk and cookies type of room service thing? Is that is that your jam or is that a lot it of your definitely clients? Definitely is a hot chocolate and cookie is. Um, depending on the season that I'm sailing, I love the soup. They have a great cheese plate. Again, room service is going to be complimentary, except for drinks and box candy. Um, though we do encourage you to make sure you have a couple of singles to tip your delivery person. All right. Awesome. So we're coming to the end of the show. We've got about two minutes left. Not enough time to really do, do justice to lounges, but there are a ton of lounges on this ship. Give us a, a rundown of the lounge space that they have over here on the Wish. So I think this is different than we've seen on the other ships as it does get spread out over floors and a number of spaces on the ship. Not that typical Hey, here's your four adult lounges all together. Um, technically, they have 13 lounges and coffee bars. Many of the coffee bars switch more to a bar feel at night. But I'm going to talk about one that everybody's asking about. And that is the Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge. And let me tell you, while it is an incredible experience, and I highly encourage you to get there if you can, it is so small um, <laughs> and probably so crowded. <laughs> well, they work really hard on the crowding. So the good and the bad to this bar is it does require a reservation. Reservations cannot be made until you get on board. Check as soon as you get on. When we were there, Keg and Compass is where they did dining changes and reservations. Got it, got it. And they do limit you to 45 minutes in the bar to let others get in there. Um, I felt like we saw a good amount in 45 minutes. We were happy to go. And that was the general consensus of everybody I talked to. But changing scenes, specialty drinks, out of this world drinks, all over the ship, they really worked hard on the drinks. You'll see if you're following us on Instagram and Facebook, I had some incredibly unique drinks this week. I had frozen drinks. I had smoking drinks. I had things with smoke bombs that dropped in them with frozen popsicles in them. They really went all out to try and make the drink menus unique here. So between hyperspace nightingales, which is next door. Um, I can't say enough about the tile work in the floor, the mosaic as you enter nightingales phenomenal piano player here great drinks a little intimate area the bayou probably the largest of the bars obviously themed after the bayou and our friends tiana and sure take a look yeah, around yeah. you'll see nods to different characters in different sections a really well thought out bar kind of in the middle it is a wallless doorless bar so to speak 
Um, but somehow they, uh, kudos again to the Imagineers, they take this area literally in the middle of the ship, redo the ceiling, create this bayou theme, and you walk past and you get drawn right into it. Very, very well done. Very cool. You know, you got a couple more. Let's hit on them and then we'll call it an evening. Keg and Compass. Um, that's the spot for our specialty beers. And Disney has some that are their own. So fun spot to go. Trivia here. Very unique. Again, everything on this ship is so incredibly well themed. Even if you're not a drinker, I encourage you to visit every one of these places and just take in the magnificence that went into planning all of these. Uh, the last bar that I'm going to talk about is the Rose. And again, no reservation needed for this one. It is upstairs, a great spot to wait while you are waiting to be called for your Paolo or Enchante table. But if you can't get a reservation at either of those adult restaurants, visit the Rose. Definitely, again, that new look of instead of on the previous ships, you kind of walked right into these places here. They're really creating new looks by bringing you down the hall and starting with the artwork. And the Rose is no exception. If you're a Beauty and the Beast fan, you're just going to want to take it all in. And of course, on every one of the ships, Cove Cafe and the Cove Bar are favorites. Cove Cafe is up in the adult section. And then Cove Bar is located midship. I think one of the things I heard a lot of excitement about is the new coffee makers. <laughs> and on the old ships, it's not just coffee. It's that froth on top and where they used to put maybe Mickey on the top of your coffee or a Disney cruise ship. Now the machines froth over 50 unique Disney designs. Of so everything from <laughs> ship names to your favorite character, it's worth coffee over and over again, just so you can see them all. Very cool. Well, I know we went a little bit longer tonight than we normally like to. Obviously when you talk about food and, and definitely cruising food, you could talk for days, but is there anything else that we haven't mentioned that you want to leave the audience with before we revisit this ship at a later show? I will say it's tough to take it all in. Again, the wish right now is doing three and four night sailings out of Port Canaveral. We did double duty on dinner some nights. We didn't want to give up the show experience of Arendelle or Marvel, but we still wanted to get the adult dining in. Definitely, whether it's our agency that we hope you'll work with or another agent, talk to them. If you're a foodie and if you're that true Disney file that wants to see it all and take some time to lay out a great plan so that you get to discover everything. Keeping in mind that when I talked about the show elements in those dining rooms, that is only going to be dinner and only the first time that you're in that restaurant. So if you've got Arendelle twice, the show is only going to be once. If you do Arendelle for breakfast or lunch, you're going to see the design of the dining room, but you're not going to get that show. So I want to make sure everybody gets what they think they're getting. Very cool. Well, Sandy, thank you for taking the time tonight to break down the dining options. I look forward to our future shows as we break down more of the ship. 
And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.